0: and welcome to the Becoming World Podcast, where we discuss the rodeo industry and pageantry. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm Nicole.
1: And I'm Sarah. On this episode, we take you to the greatest mule show on earth, nestled between two stunning mountain ranges in Bishop, California. This annual festival covers six days of action leading up to Memorial Day. With more than 700 mules competing in 181 events, such as barrel racing, calf roping, steer stopping, cow penning, flat racing, and carriage driving. With activities ranging from packing to dressage, and from team chariot racing to mule shoeing contests, there is sure to be something for everyone at the Tri-County Fairgrounds. Bishop Mule Days even boasts its own unique competitive event, the packing scramble. Mule pack strings enter the arena and are unloaded and untethered. Cowboys then stampede the herd, firing blank gunshots. With more than 100 horses and mules running loose in the arena, it is described as a wild and woolly spectacle. Teams of professional backcountry packers compete against each other for bragging rights. Each team must wrangle its own mules out of the herd, pack them correctly, and race around to the finish line. Bishop Mule Days started as a small show in 1969 with a few hundred attendees and has grown to Bishop's largest event, attracting as many as 30,000 spectators. This mule show described as the granddaddy of them all of mule shows, boasts the largest non-motorized parade in the United States, the legendary PRCA rodeo announcer Bob Tallman as the senior announcer for over 20 years, a country-western music concert, and an arts and crafts show. Our special guest today, who will share her experiences growing up with what some might consider an unconventional equine partner, and her memories of competing at Bishop Mule Days might be a surprise for you. Please allow me to introduce Miss Rodeo Oregon, Samantha Hendricks of Grants Pass, Oregon. Sam grew up in the 4-H program as a nine-year member showing horse and swine projects. She competed for many years in breed shows with her family's performance mules and was a decorated four-year member of Oregon High School equestrian teams. She is working towards becoming a part of Oregon State University's College of Veterinary Medicine with the goal of becoming a large animal veterinarian. The first Miss Rodeo Oregon was selected in 1957, meaning that Sam is continuing on the legacy of one of the longest running state rodeo pageants in the country. As former Miss Rodeo Oregon title holders ourselves, we can't tell you how excited we are to have you on our show, Sam.
2: Yay! Well, thank you, Nicole me i appreciate it we're just so excited to have you because it's kind of like a family reunion (laughs) it is it's like the long lost sister has come
0: back it's like we have a new baby sister ashley we do oh a new baby to bring up and to to make great not to quote trump there but
2: (laughs) oh dear (laughs) You know, Nicole, it's really funny because you were the first Miss Radio Oregon I met, I believe, in 2013. We were at Bishop Mule Days and saw you there, and I had no idea about the queen scene prior to that. So when I was there competing, you know, with my mules, I saw Miss Radio Oregon there and was a little dumbfounded because – One, we were in California, and I (laughs) would never expected to see (laughs) Miss Radio Oregon there. But the connection, you know, grew from there, and and here we are today. Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's such a small world.
1: But, you know, I got that a lot when I was down there. They're like, this
2: is California. What are
1: you doing here? I was like, my sponsor
0: brought me. (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. You know those Oregonians don't leave
1: Oregon. Like,
0: (laughs) what what were you doing, Nicole, leaving this state?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I had a sponsor, and they invited me to come down to Mule Days with them. So I just hopped in the back of their pickup when they hauled their mules down. And I was like, this is going to be a grand adventure. And I was like, I was just really excited to do something different, you know, and uh, I don't think there'd ever been a Miss Oregon at Bishop Mule Days. I don't know if they get a lot of state queens there in general, but it just blew me away. The whole event was phenomenal. The atmosphere was great. The people, obviously, because I met Sam there, were also amazing and just so welcoming. And so when I was thinking about podcast idea for us. I was like, we should really have Sam on to talk about this because the event's cool and Sam's cool and we have that <laughs> yeah. connection. So let's do this. No, I re-
0: I remember when I met you, Sam, was at the Wild Rogue Pro Rodeo pageant and you had mentioned that you showed mules. I remember looking to Stacy and saying, she needs to ride a mule yeah. in the rodeo. This would be the coolest thing ever. And I remember Stacy looks at me and she was like, I don't know if they will let her,
2: but that would be pretty cool. Well, I got the opportunity when I was Miss Pierre. I persuaded Jean McPherson, my advisor, to ride my mule in the Rose Parade. She wasn't super excited about it at first, but when she saw my horse that was tied to the trailer, you know on two feet, she agreed that it's probably much safer to ride my mule so. <laughs> I ended up going through the whole rose parade and if Jean hears this, sorry, but she had never been in a parade before. So I figured (laughs) rose parade first, might as well just put the pedals in the metal and go for it.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Well, I'm glad I didn't know that tidbit because I was definitely hype manning for you so hard. I heard that you were talking about it and we're hoping to do it. and I was just in your corner going, yes,
2: ride the mule. She was great. She was awesome. She didn't like the Oregon um banned the big duck the mascot she was not a fan of that but otherwise she was great I don't blame her <laughs> yeah I'm
1: a beaver fan myself as well right no
2: <laughs> don't start that
0: war
1: now. <laughs> oh, oh we might
0: oh you want to hear about wars like no we won't even go into that but this is a long-standing discussion we will we will table it for later but I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious like I don't remember hearing the story about how about how you got into mules. I, th- I found it, I just find it so interesting that you would look you know, at this animal that generally people see as I guess like a work animal, like a pack animal. I watched a video the other night of someone doing dressage and they had actually gone to d- dressage trials on a mule and I was like, what, this is fantastic. So how did you get into it?
2: Yeah, so my grandpa, my mom's dad, he showed arabs and they had a barn full of arabs and had a big breeding program and and did, you know, all of that when my mom was young. Well, my grandpa also hunted and he wanted a pack mule for and for his hunting, you know, trips and so they bred one of their arab mares to to a donkey and got the first mule and my mom quickly um took that over. That was never going to be a chance for my grandpa, unfortunately. <laughs> but she um, started writing it and kind of got into the realm of mule shows and found herself down at Bishop Mule Days with, with this mule that they bred on their farm. And ever since then that's just been what we've had. There's a stark contrast between the Arabs and the mules. And I think my mom just fell in love with the mule personality and they fell in love with Bishop and the mule shows and the run for the American Mule Association points. And that's just what we grew up with. And I didn't know anything different. I don't even think I rode a horse until I was like 10 or 11 years old, it was just always mules for us. And that's, that's what we always used. Did you find that
1: growing up with mules kind of gave you a different viewpoint on the equine world?
2: Absolutely. So when you ride a mule in a horse dominated event, there's a lot of people who either really like you or they really don't like you because their horse is afraid of your mule. (laughs) It really gives you the sense of, an underdog kind of because they try to they they tend to rule you out before you even step foot in the arena which is something I really enjoyed and something my mom really hated when I was showing it it teaches you not to judge a book by its cover and to not be afraid to stand out and be unique and different and I really think that's what I gained from showing the mules we were very successful we had my parents were able to provide us with really nice show mules. You know, it really wasn't any different to me than riding a horse. I, I never really thought about it in the moment. I mean, looking back, you know, at pictures now, it's there's a stark contrast <laughs> between, <laughs> between my mules and, you know, my friends who showed horses. But no, I definitely think it, it gave me the, the ground foundation to be unique and stand out in a crowd and not be afraid to, you know, look different or act different or ride a mule in the world parade, you know?
1: Yeah. You mentioned, you know, showing up to these events, aside from your mule, maybe scaring the other horses, just the judgment in general from people towards you for riding something that was different. How did you kind of adjust or handle that adversity, I guess, moving forward? Because you're pretty young uh, riding a mule. So to feel that kind of almost animosity, I guess, could I use that word? Right. Towards you? on your young shoulders you probably had to come up with tactics or a mindset that probably still helps you today
2: right and you know anywhere you go there's always people you know whether it's a mule show or your job or what have you I mean there's always people who have a negative outlook on whatever you're doing but I honestly don't remember when I was younger having that animosity um there was definitely the judgment on the mules you know that They're stubborn and you can't do that with them. But really the stigma of them being stubborn, a mule will not put themselves in a bad situation. And a lot of people play that off as stubborn. And that's, I think, why they get the bad rap. But all of our mules, I mean, I'm sure just like any horse have their stubborn moments. But I really don't see that. You know, they're trainable just like horses. Obviously, if you've ever watched anything at Bishop, those mules, you know, do anything from roping events to carts to Hunter under saddle, everything in between. So I don't really remember, you know, key points here and there where there was animosity. But I, uh, I have pretty thick skin, and I didn't. It never bothered me. It, I think it bothered my mom more than it bothered me. But it kind of fueled my fire when I'd have people that were negative, just because I wanted to prove them wrong. If anyone's yeah. stubborn, it's probably me, not my mule. <laughs> so I, I really. <laughs> fuel my fire and and do better you know the next show I went to
1: they do say pets take after their owners so maybe that was helpful for you the other way around
2: yeah maybe I egged on the stigma just with my stubbornness (laughs) I mean
1: honestly it can be
2: fun to walk
0: into an arena and be like I'm the weirdest thing here you can't me according to whatever standards you have you have to make your own standards and I think that's that sounds invigorating. Honestly, that sounds like something I want to do. Get me a mule.
2: I want a mule. Right, right. Come on down. I'm sure we can get you fitted with one. <laughs> we'll have to video. <laughs> Is this. it like being fitted for point shoes? Do you have like a
0: variety of styles and types that would fit me just perfectly?
2: <laughs> probably, we probably could get you something, but I really and my mom could attest this. Just like a horse, I think even more so. You have to have the right mule person combo my mom has one of the nicest western pleasure mules out there and I do not get along with her <laughs> we we just don't mesh and I think you really have to find that bond with a mule they have such a dog-like personality and if you don't have one you click with it, it's not as fun and I feel like that is a big difference between the mules and the horses whereas a lot of horses you can just get on and go the mules you, you have to find the one that fits you best I, I really think
1: Well, and mules come in like literally all shapes and sizes because it's a cross of a donkey on a horse. Well, then you pick whatever horse breed you want. Uh, Do you have any like favorite crosses that you like as far as what horse breed is used to make the mule?
2: Right. I prefer the quarter horse. That's what all of our mules are. And I feel like it gives them, if you breed to an impressive, you know, quarter horse mare, you really can get characteristics from that line into, into the mules. And preferably for me. I mean, I like the mules that have a little bit more of the horsey look to them compared to the donkey or the jack that you breed to. I think the mare has a huge play in breeding of the mules, as well as just the temperament of the jack. You just have to be really selective, just like with anything else. And as time progresses and moves on, people are really starting to integrate really nice mares, really nice quarter horse mares with the jacks. And the offspring they're getting is phenomenal. My mom's mule is a testament to that. I mean, if she didn't have long ears, you wouldn't even know she's she's a mule. Honestly, just because of the way she's built. But it's really impressive to look back and see what they were showing, you know, years and years ago, compared to what they have now. The change and the contrast is is definitely increasing.
1: Yeah, I think I'd seen something about that. I believe it was on an episode on RFD TV where they were talking about how. Mules used to be the product of just some grade horse, you know, grade mare you had sitting out in the past year, you know, nothing wow, just throw Jack in with her type thing. And right. now it's evolved to where people are selecting like really high bred horses because they're realizing that you can get really, really nice mules out of really, right. really nice horses. <laughs>
2: right, right, absolutely.
1: So Sam, what is your favorite memory and or your biggest accomplishment from past mule days?
2: So I was fortunate enough to ride we have friends in Arizona Rod and Connie LeRae and they've been going to Bishop Mule Days since the dawn of time I think Um, (laughs) but (laughs) they'll kill me if they hear me saying that but they have they're they're diehard Mule Days fans but they have really nice mules and I remember it was my last year as 13 and under and my mule was went lame like a week before Mule Days and I was bummed you know we we'd been riding and preparing and you know gunning for going to you know bishop and she comes up lame of course and they had offered me to ride one of their mules her name was katie cr katie and um she's been there done that i think she's maybe 14 hands tall little tiny raining bred gray mule and I'd never ridden her before we went down a few days early and they kind of gave me some lessons Connie did and I ended up winning worlds on her that year and ever since that happened and I knew that oh my gosh I could get on any mule and do well or you know that really sparked my horsemanship and From there, I always say, you know, the more animals you can get on, the more versatile of a rider you become, you know, the more tools you have in your toolbox to equip you Mm -hmm. as a good horsewoman. And that was really a standout moment to me um, that I was able to, to get that done on a mule that wasn't my own, you know, that we were able to mesh and that week worked out well for us. And then the following year, I was able to come back on my own mule and I actually won world 14 through 17 or 14 through 18 excuse me uh, the next year which was even better because when you have your own and you have put all that blood sweat and tears into your own animal and have success with that was that was even more of a highlight but uh, those back 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 to back years were great and uh, we went back many other times and both my mom and I were really successful but those two years stand out to me and seems like a lifetime ago that I was there but one I'll never forget.
0: I think it's wonderful that you share, you and your mother share this love for mules and for furthering the breed in general, just making more aware of what mules can do because honestly, the last couple of days when I was when I was looking things up, I didn't know you could do half the things that you can do on a mule. I was absolutely blown away. Why do you feel that mules aren't used I guess outside of the mule riding world?
2: You know, I think it's just the stigma that they carry you know, when I went through Oregon High School Equestrian Team, I used my mule all four years. And actually, after I graduated, there was a few more girls that ended up coming in with mules and did fairly well with them. There's a family in Bend that does gaming. They're really been Jim Canna people. And they run their mules with the best horses and do pretty well. But I really think it's just not the popular thing to do. Um, they have a little bit of a stigma and, you know, people just don't think of that when they think of breeds of equine to ride. It's just not on the top of their list. People who go down to Bishop or people that have seen my family's mules, you can convert them pretty easily. Um, you know, they, the mules are lovable. You can do anything with them. They're so versatile from trail rides to the dressage pin. Anything in between, so I think if people step outside their box and and see what they have to offer, it would just grow and grow more and more as time went on. What do you think is the next horizon for the mules? Oh well, I know personally, our goal is to make it back to Houston next year and and show our mules there. Oh. They really have grown to all of these stock shows. Houston has a show. There's shows in Tennessee, and the Midwest, and all tying back into Bishop, there's a lot of local shows that will piggyback with the American Mule Association and make their shows pointed for the mules. So it's a combo breed show, you know, you'll have quarter horses with the mule classes in there too. And I really think growing in that way not only gives mule people an opportunity to run for AMA points, but also just to show, you know, people who ride quarter horses or different breeds of horses that the mules can hang right with right with everybody else. And uh, having those integrated breed shows, I think, are the next step into just continuing the flow of bringing the mules to light in the show world. So speaking of a mule's versatility,
1: I would do it, but I think you might be a little bit more concise and more politically correct since you're a rodeo queen. But from my experience, Bishop Mule Days hosts a few Unusual events during their six-day itinerary. Would you maybe describe a few event, you know, an event or two for the listeners back home who have never been and might be surprised by it?
2: Sure. So there's always a couple events that are my favorite to watch. The first is the show jumping for the mules because they're jumping. I mean, four feet. Like it's not your little hunter hack jumping. You know that. They just plop over. I mean, they're hunter jumping these mules. It's really impressive. The second would definitely be barrel racing or pole bending because Mm -hmm. I grew up with performance (laughs) bulls who had, you know, one speed and that was slow. And so to get out and watch these mules get into a higher gear and actually, you know, run a decent barrel pattern is really fun to watch. But the most unique and definitely you can only get it at Bishop Mule Days is the pack scramble. And I remember we would always go and watch every night because they have a big performance like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, you know, that you can go and watch everything from Western Pleasure to barrel racing to the pack scramble. But they will take all of these pack strings. It'll be they have one horse and all the pack animals are mules and they put them into the big arena, the big show arena, and they unpack them all. And the contestants, you know, drop all their packing gear at the rail of the of the arena and they just let their animals go the horse goes they're all they're loose and they're running around like crazies out in the in the arena and then to make you know everything just a little more exciting they shoot off a couple pop guns and just really get them ripping around in there stir them up <laughs> yeah I really just make it even more entertaining so so you're saying this is a men's event <laughs> there is a team of women who hold their own everything I, I think yes. there was, I'm trying to from memory I think they're the powder puff team or something oh I love it they have all pink everything and they do really good actually but for the most part it's a men's event but they let them loose and they're scrambled around and then they blow the whistle to start and you have to go catch your animals with your horse bring them back to your central location of where you have piled your packs equipment pack them up correctly they give you equipment that you have to put in like a barrel or poles like they give you a wheelbarrow yeah just random ice test whatever and uh you have to pack and then there are side gates at the arena open and it goes into their track so there's like the big arena you know and the track encircles it and they'll open those gates when they see the first pack string you know ready and everyone's riding and coming through well if you haven't caught your mule by then <laughs> you're, you're out on, on the track <laughs> you're not getting it back but you have to race one lap around the track and then the finish line and if all your packing equipment and miscellaneous items are still intact you know that's how they place their winner but there will be some full-out races on <laughs> the back of these mules that are all like loaded down in pack equipment but it's iconic to mule days anyone even if you don't like mules or don't like showing or you, you know, have your own niche. It is just fun to watch. It's just entertaining. And there's always, you know, something that goes astray. I've (laughs) learned from, you know, years and years of going that the people who go get the horse first always win. (laughs) Because if you get your horse, your mules typically follow the horse. But there's definitely strategy to it. And then there's definitely some that there's no strategy and cautions to the wind. (laughs) And they're just trying to cut the (laughs) mules. Well, so... Remind
1: me, Sam, there's, on a team, you've got, how many people are on a team? I want to say there's four or okay. five. So there's about four people on a team right. that help everyone get ready. Then you've got two horses, correct?
2: One horse and about three mules. Usually. Okay, I couldn't remember if there was an outrider or not. No. Okay, so one horse and then you said four mules? I believe so. They have different size scrambles. So some of them are long, short, you know.
1: But either way, this is like a production. Like there is a lot of animals involved. Yes. (laughs) Just so that the listeners back home really appreciate this. Because this was like my favorite event
2: to watch for sure. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. And I commend those guys that get out there and get those meals caught because it is not easy. And I don't even know how you could simulate this to practice it back home. So, you know... (laughs) (laughs) talk about positive. teaching bad habits <laughs> right right Let's I don't think it. you practice it I think you just go do it Let's do it yeah. yeah but it's it's really fun and it's iconic to to Bishop Mule days and their western heritage and just the timeline that Bishop has been there everyone knows about the pack scramble that's gone definitely something that I don't think will be going away anytime soon
1: no and I'm glad you mentioned barrel racing because when I was there I added so I have a I have a bucket list for horses. And so after watching the barrel racing, because they not only do they have mule classes, but they have donkey classes. So I put win donkey barrel racing at Bishop Mule Days right. <laughs> on my horse bucket list. <laughs> oh geez. Uh, for Sunday. Because uh, the winning donkey barrel race time the year I was there was like 30 seconds long. And I think the fastest time the donkey like looked down at the ground around the second barrel looking for snacks before it kind of plodded along and I was like, I can do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that definitely is an achievable goal for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't care if I'm six foot tall. I want a barrel racing donkey. It's on my list. I'm gonna make it happen someday. <laughs> That's funny.
2: I know the people that barrel race the donkeys. Usually, the ones who win is the donkey like spooks on the way home, kicks <laughs> it into an exchanger, you know, running back.
1: <laughs> I loved it. And then of course they have the like the
2: chariot barrel racing
1: yeah. where they were legit like drifting these chariot like a team of two. And the chariot would like legit drift around the barrel. And I was like,
2: what is happening? Right. And those guys have an all, it's a different set of nerves that those guys have. Because I don't, I think I'd rather do a donkey barrel race any day than jump in the back of one of those (laughs) (laughs)
1: chariots. And then you obviously were much more politically correct than I was because when I when I was thinking of this question for you, the only event on my mind was the Dolly Parton race. Oh my race. goodness!
2: Yes, I've seen never never done that one, but I've seen it many times. And they have so many like fun events like that. Like they will do the pantyhose race. They do run, ride, and lead. They do the Dolly Parton race. They do all kinds of just funky stuff during their nighttime performance. You know to break up the different events they have going on but there's a mule down there that has done these events year after year after year all of the fun events and they win it every year The and they have an award for the mule who places highest in these like categorized fun events and it's a big white mule is it white trash his name is white trash (laughs) and he wins it every year that mule is not afraid of anything he is like doesn't matter what's coming at him they like take out drones and fly them I mean it's crazy It really <laughs> And that mule he's like yeah this is old hat guys I did this for the last six years I'm good now <laughs> that's awesome
1: that he's still around that's awesome yeah I'm happy is.
2: well I would say maybe
1: this will be your year for the Dolly Parton race but as a rodeo queen I'm sure your advisor would say big
2: no thanks to that <laughs> No, I'll stick with the parade this year. <laughs> Maybe they'll let me do a run-in <laughs> on my mule. Oh, they should.
1: I got to do a run-in there. You should get it run-in.
2: Yeah, I'll have to definitely hit him up for that. Except if I use my mom's mule, it'll be a, a lopin. Very slow Western pleasure lopin, but you know.
1: Well, when I went, I was riding a hunt seat mule. Right. It was my sponsor's mule. It was not very fast. And then the next day, some random cowboy came up to me and was like, ride my mule. And it was like his team roping mule. And I was like, this thing legit handled like a horse. And it puttered around that arena. And I was like, sorry, Francis, I'm not riding Rachel anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they have some pretty handy mules down there. The King brothers, Stephen Levi King, they rope, they've roped there for years and years and years, but their mules are pretty dang handy. And I would pick them mm-hmm. over some of the horses. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Are you planning on um, showing it all this year? No, I don't think so. I went down um, not last year, but the year before with my mom and just to go down and support her and, and ride and I got conned into showing. So I had to go down <laughs> and buy a western shirt because I didn't take anything down there, you know, hang out and see what I can get myself into as far as Miss Radio Oregon goes. I think eventually my mom has a green mule that she's tuning up and getting ready to show next year. So I think with with the two we have, Uh, Next year I'll help her out and show a little bit, but I've kind of crossed over to the dark side, if you will. And I have a cord horse mare at home that I'm really trying to get into ranch riding and reining, and maybe a little bit of cow work. There's so many. I mean, when you grow up at Bishop, I mean, everyone you know knows me as Lisa's kid. You know, every every, they all know me as probably the grubby kid that was laying on the ground in the dirt when I was three years old, getting drugged to meal shows, but they they, I was when I went back that one time they I was just getting offered well why don't you show my mule for me it'll be fun you can do it well, okay and that goes back to just being able I mean from a young age my parents were always putting me on different animals and that just is where my confidence kind of built just being able to jump on anything and, and feel comfortable but it's a good time and I'm sure at some point I'll get back into showing the mules. but my my interests have, have flipped over to the dark side and in the working cow horse right now.
1: <laughs> I love how you said, I'm going to the dark side because I'm riding a horse. <laughs> right,
2: right, the normal. <laughs> That's what my mom would say. You're leaving, you're leaving the mules and going to the dark side. So
1: Well, will your mom and interested parties be able to maybe see you ride a mule for your duties as Miss Rodeo Oregon outside of Bishop
2: this year? I don't know. I haven't, we'll see if I can sneak them into a parade or I know that Eastern Oregon has some mules. I know that or Roundup sometimes has some mules. So that might be something I plug in with my Miss Rodeo Oregon board and see what I can get away with. But I guess they come from an AQHA quarter horse. They're half quarter horse, right? So that should cover my bases. <laughs> I mean, that's practically like an appendix quarter horse, right? really, you <laughs> <I, I don't. laughs> know? No, but... Yeah, I, uh, I've had the opportunity over the years through my Rodeo Queen journey, you know, to ride our family's mules and parades. And, and uh, when I was Miss MPRA, I for Slack, I rode my mule and pushed cattle out of the arena forum, and was able to use her in horsemanship. And I think that is just fun to show, you know, where I came from, my roots. And it's always an interesting talking point, as as you very well know. And, you know, just something that makes you stand out and be a little more unique among the crowd. But no, definitely something i always hang on to regardless of, of what horse I'm sitting on. I just always remember that I came from the mule saddle.
0: <laughs> what advice would you give to a rodeo queen who might be riding, I guess you could say, like an unusual mount about being different and kind
2: of going against the grain? Right. I think confidence just plays a huge role. If you're confident in what you're doing and you're confident in animal and your ability to be a horsewoman it really shouldn't matter what breed of horse you're on it, it, if it can go out there and and get the job done as well as any other horse or mule out there i think that is what you know matters the most and that's kind of what i on to when I was showing, especially when I got into equestrian team and started doing well in in 4-H. You just have to be confident in what you have. And, you know, not everyone is able to go out and buy high dollar horses and do the conventional way of growing up, you know, and breed shows and things like that. Just be confident in what you have and be willing to work hard at it lot of times that I competed against girls who had beautiful quarter horse circuit show horses and I would hang right with them if not place ahead of them. And I think that's just a testament to hard work and confidence and just being comfortable.
1: I think that's wonderful and so important too because some people might think that they have a natural advantage because if in this example, the horse that they're riding, say, well I paid a lot of money for this horse. But if you don't put the work in or you don't have the confidence it's
2: not going to get you as far. Right, right. I played soccer growing up and my soccer coach would always say hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And that yes. rings true in every in every avenue of life. Being able to put in the work. I, you know, whether I was on a horse or a mule, I would ride the same and put in the same amount of hours preparing for a show or a queen contest or whatever the case may be you know, whatever your hand is, as long as you're willing to put in hard work, it will pay off in the end for you.
0: Especially if you make goals that are tangible for yourself. If you're not looking around thinking, oh my goodness, I have a mule. I don't have a quarter horse, but you look at your mule and you say, I have a mule. You know, you make the goal for yourself to be the best you possibly can be. I think, I think that's one thing that I have gotten from our talk today is you have this grounded sense of confidence that really can inspire
2: other girls to look at themselves and say, I can be confident in what Absolutely. and who I am. And I think that is just a huge testament to showing the mule in a horse dominated sport. You know, you get the funny looks every once in a while, but just like with anything, you can't take every comment to heart. You just have to be confident in yourself and move forward and work towards whatever goal you're, you're setting. And be able to attain absolutely it. at the end of the day a comment is exactly that just a, a comment
0: <laughs> if you can go home and look at your mule and your mule looks at you and you both look at each
2: other and say we love each other <laughs> <laughs> so the situation I mean what does it matter what else right, says? right I had a I coach a team back home and I had a gal two years ago that her horse went lame and she showed performance, and she had a nice performance horse, but it went lame before the second and third meets. And we know the family, and my mom had said, "Well, she can ride my mule." Mocha is her name. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, mom. Well, that work that'll work out great." So we brought her out, and of course, she, she was a good rider, and you know, she did really well and was practicing. But I had to have a talk with her before we went to the to the meet, and I said, "Hey, people are going to look at you funny, and you can just look at them funny right back. We just need to." I had to have that pup talk with her. (laughs) And I remember after the meet was over, she did really well, you know, in her, in her events. And she said, Hey, you were right about that, that they kind of look at you funny, but you know, it just kind of made me want to do better. And that really is, that really is what it's all about in, in any aspect, whether you're showing a meal, getting a job, you know, whatever avenue you're at, you know, you just have to be confident in yourself and, and take comments with a grain of salt use those comments how you see fit and apply them to your life and if it's negative drop it and leave it leave it at the horse
1: show sometimes what happens at the horse show stays at the horse show right? yes we don't talk about it
2: right comments and unruly horses sometimes
0: you <laughs> there. yes or, or things getting lost or people getting stung by bees like we just don't talk about the swollen faces Right? No, just leave them there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Working towards a goal is obviously so important when it comes to our equine partners, but this last year has been a little bit different with COVID-19 kind of rearing its ugly head and so many events getting canceled. Do you feel that the industry has changed at all? Or for example, like Bishop getting canceled in 2020, how do you think that's going to affect things moving forward?
2: Right. With Bishop and with even with rodeos, I think that not having it for one or two years is really gonna make that pull for that third year strong. Um mm-hmm. there's so many people that committed to Bishop this year and I really think that the turnout will be greater than years past just because when you don't have something, you tend to miss it, right? You realize what you're right. missing out on. And I think that is really how Bishop will will pull through this year. As well as the rodeos. I last year in twenty nineteen I had the opportunity to go to the Cascade Shootout in Redmond, Oregon, and that was a huge collaboration of Oregon Rodeo Committee's stock contractors and personnel. People came together, whether you were from Sisters Rodeo or from High Desert Stampede. Bridwell Rodeo Company was there, and they all worked together for one common goal. And you know, one thing that that this pandemic and COVID nineteen has has showed me is that. You know, if you have that commonality and that goal, it is one thing to come together and find that commonality, but another thing to actually do it and put a rodeo performance together. And we had a great time at the High Desert Stampede this year, as well as Cascade Shootout last year. So, you know, having that year of no rodeos and no horse shows and no anything, I think just really fuels people's fire to get there the next year. You know, they've missed out for a year and they want to get back and have some sort of normalcy again so I'm really looking forward to rodeos I'm able to go to this summer as well as Bishop Mule Days in hopes that that is the outcome.
0: I I agree with you I think what we have gone through as humans has has taught us how valuable the, the things that we really love how valuable they really are at something as traditional as mule days where the you know the events are are a little different and you're riding animals that are a little different you look at it and you just see how exceptionally special they are it drives you to not want to lose those types of events
1: absence makes the heart grow fonder oh
0: yes that's the quote miss it (laughs) miss it miss it
1: Well, Sam, did you have anything else you'd like to conclude with? Any closing remarks or a final thought that you'd like to leave our visitors before we sign off?
2: Right. I think just, you know, and this goes with with riding the mules, with a rodeo queen pageant. I really think both of those have been parallel for me in my life. But just never be afraid to be yourself. You know, never think because you're wearing something different or you're riding something different or you don't have the truck or trailer or whatever, to be at that event. It's okay. It's not about, you know, what you have on or what you're riding. It's about confidence and your hard work and your determination and your goals that you've set for yourself. Regardless of any material things, you're there doing what you love to do. And at the end of the day, that really is all that matters. Take that with you to your next horse show or your Rodeo Queen pageant or Maybe to work on Monday. Who knows? <laughs> That's just something that I've carried with me as as Miss Radio Oregon. It won't be leaving anytime soon.
0: Absolutely love it. Thank you, Sam, so much for being a guest on our podcast. And thank you all for listening back home. If, if you hadn't have enough of Bishop Mule Days and want to learn more, have no fear. Sam will be doing a social media takeover for us this year at the 2021 Bishop Mule Day Celebration sharing behind-the-scenes moments and images of our favorite long-eared characters. I, for one, can't wait to see what she shares, and we can't wait for our followers to take a special look at this iconic event either. Until next time, thanks for listening.
2: If you like our podcast and want to learn more, check out Crown Connections on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest.